Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. We're gonna talk about the good news. (laughs) There is good news. As a matter of fact, the word gospel actually means good news. But let me go and go get right into our scripture. So if you have your Bible, turn to 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. And here's what God's word says. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. I mean, <laughs> I believe that this scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit is so powerful. It's just really kind of cut and dry, isn't it? It just really gets right to the heart of the matter. And it's about having the son, having Christ in our hearts, having the life that God wants us to have and also talk about eternal life, right? He who has Christ has eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But I also believe that the life that we have on earth, the life that we live here, can also be very much affected by our relationship with God, of course, through his son, Jesus. Have you ever thought about who you really are or why you were born? Are we just physical beings who make a living, hoping for a little pleasure in life, and and then we just kind of die? I mean, is that what life is all about? I mean, are you the person you pretend to be? We could easily start fronting and become, try to become something that we're really not. You know, if others got to know you, got to know the real you, would they like what they see? They got to understand who you really were on the inside. Is that something you think people would accept? See, so many of us are like chameleons and we change color to blend in with the background, right? We become all things to all men just to fit in and be accepted. See, I remember in high school, I really felt out of place. I was in sixth grade. My teacher put me in for a promotion, a double promotion. So I didn't go to seventh. I went straight to eighth. So from sixth to eighth, all of a sudden, I found myself with, you know, one year, believe it or not, makes a difference, especially when you're 12 and 13, right? So I found myself with older, older people in the class. I was really young. I don't think I was emotionally ready for that move. So I had a really difficult time kind of finding my place and kind of fitting in. So even though I had good grades, uh, especially when I entered into my freshman year in high school and I had these great classes, you know, honors classes, man, I could not connect. I was so young and I was looking at maybe at the wrong things, right? So I just really couldn't connect with my classmates. So I began to hang around with the wrong people. Oh, come on somebody, how many know what I'm talking about? If you keep it real, I really want to be the cool one, right? I want to kind of fit into that crowd. You know, some of us either try to fit in or maybe some of us are just the ones that were just cool, right? I wasn't one of those that was just cool. So I was just trying to fit in. And of course, you know, being known by this group, you know, made me feel accepted and safe, secure and significant. Like it added value to me because I hung around with those types of people. But you know, in the long run, it turned out to be a big mistake. I started cutting classes, started getting high. I really got on the wrong track as a freshman. It was terrible. My grades dropped and it was uh, really difficult. Trying to fit in can be challenging, right? Many of us probably relate to trying to be accepted by all the wrong people, right? Looking for love where? In all the wrong places. That's right. 
See, man, listen, maybe you had a girlfriend that had a negative influence in your life. Maybe uh, you were trying to impress her so much that even though she was kind of doing things that shouldn't have been done, you kind of went with the flow as well. Or maybe you had a boyfriend that you really cared about who used you and then rolled out and it destroyed your self-esteem. You know, perhaps you had a mother or father that didn't really support you the way they should have. And you felt you know, out of place, even in your own home. You know, that could, that happens all the time. And you see, maybe, maybe your parent wasn't there. Maybe your father wasn't there or maybe even worse. Maybe you were abused in some way at home, family members. Who knows? There's so many different things, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. And it really does affect us in so many different ways. And see, many of these, of these situations caused so much pain and rejection that eventually we became whatever people wanted us to be just to fit in and to be accepted because we were so rejected in so many areas in our lives that we just wanted someone to say, man, you belong here. You belong with us. We wanted that acceptance in our hearts. See, we're acceptance magnets. We're always drawn to the people that accept us. So who is the real you? That's the question. Uh, see, I have good news today. God reveals that in his word. We can go to God's word and find out who God created us to be. So let's see in God's word what it has to say about who we really are. Amen. Now, the scripture, I want to repeat that scripture that I started our time with today. Then I've got more scriptures as well. But uh, 1 John 5, 12 says this, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Now, this scripture is talking about eternal life, right? But I believe it holds the key to discovering who we really are. See, if Jesus Christ, who is God's son, can offer us eternal life, right? Then he can also give us a better idea of who we are and the life that he offers here on earth, right? John 10, 10, you see Jesus draws out a contrasting statement. And he says this in John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, that's the New Living Translation. Uh, the New King James would say, but, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. That's right. That's a, such a, an amazing statement. Literally, it kind of reinforces our scripture, right? Because it talks about he who does not have the son does not have life. And if, if you don't have the son, then the enemy, the thief, you know, the devil is, is in control of our lives in many cases. And he begins to influence us in a negative way. But if you have Jesus, then you do have life. If you have the son of God, and of course, he wants to give us life and life more abundantly. Or in this particular scripture, it says rich, a rich and satisfying life. If you're not experiencing that rich and satisfying life, that may mean one of two things. Number one, Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no idea or we're not walking in his purpose. If we're not living that satisfied life, then maybe we're missing something in our lives that pertains to God. I believe that before we can really know who we really are, we need to understand his purpose. We need a revelation of his design for our lives. And that will make such an impact and such a difference. See, today I want to discuss four things that will help us comprehend God's purpose that will lead us to a rich and satisfying life. And listen, this is good news. This is about letting you know that God has a plan and a purpose and it's good. God is good 
all the time, amen? So we're gonna talk about four things that I believe are gonna make an impact in your life. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. We are created in the image of God. Oh, that's good news, y'all. We are created in the image of God. Look what Genesis chapter one, verse 26 and 27 has to say. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, when God created Adam and Eve, they were alive in two different ways, right? They were physically alive. See, their bodies were able to move. Their hearts were beating. Their brains were working. Their lungs, right, were breathing in. But they were also alive spiritually. They were internally joined to God in perfect love and relationship. See, they were in total unity with the Lord. Being intimately connected to God gave Adam and Eve purpose and meaning in their lives. Adam and Eve knew, but they both knew that they were accepted. They both felt accepted by God. They were safe and secure. They knew they were protected. They had that connection to the Lord and they were significant. That's right. They were important to God and God let them know how much they meant to him and how much he loved them. So you see, when God created you, he also deposited in you everything you would need to fulfill your purpose. That's right. God didn't leave anything out. Look what Psalms 139.14 says. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. You see, God designed you with the right personality, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, the right gifts and talents. Come on, somebody. Listen, I had no idea when I came to Christ and, and early in my walk as the worship leader, I started writing plays and I had no idea. I, had, I, I would probably not have any opportunity to do that anywhere else. But in the church, I began to write scripts and man, God used them in such a great way. I mean, God places at the right time in history to accomplish his purpose right now. That's right. So in the midst of all the pandemic and all the confusion and all the stuff that we've seen the last year, God had you here for a purpose. And what is his purpose? To give you a rich and satisfying life and to bring him glory and honor every single day. But unfortunately, something happened that we need to understand. So the second thing I want to talk to you about today, so we know that we were created in God's image, but then God did something. He gave us the power to make choices. He gave Adam and Eve the power to make choices as well. Look what Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 says. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Wow. God gave them a choice. You can eat from this tree, but don't eat from this tree. So they had to decide that they had to eat from this one and obey God not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, but then in Genesis chapter three, verse six, it says this. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate as well. 
You know, so what, so why does she think that eating that fruit would be a wise thing to do? Because she believed the lie of the devil. So you got to be careful. The devil does not lie to you when you're making choices. Because at the end of the day, the wisest thing to do would have been to obey God, right? But they didn't. And because of their disobedience, there were three consequences of the fall. The first one is this, spiritual death. As a consequence, every descendant of Adam is born into this world physically alive, but spiritually dead. Look what Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. The impact and the consequence of spiritual death that was brought on by Adam and Eve when they both disobeyed God. See, but when we have Jesus in our hearts, then he gives us a new life. Can I hear an amen? That's right. Look what 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21 and 22 says in God's word. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. Man, that is good news, y'all. Through Adam, sin and death entered the world and into our lives. And through Christ, we have a new life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The second consequence of being separated from God through sin and spiritual death was mental depravity. That's right. Mental depravity. The apostle describes Adam's descendants. So depravity was something that was just what happened when the man fell mentally. Ephesians 4.18 says this, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives. They have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But when we have Christ, then we can allow God to change the way we think, right? In Romans 12, chapter 2, it says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, a contrast. You see, when sin entered the world, the mentality of man was depraved and, of course, fell short of God's glory. But then we see when Christ comes in and renews that man, then he renews our mind. So our mind and our mental state becomes part of God's purpose and plan to change us and transform our minds and change the way we think. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So God began to change that as well. The third consequence is emotional depravity, right? Depraved emotionally. They felt fear and anxiety. They were afraid of God. God had loved them. God had provided everything for them. But now they were fearful. They felt guilt and shame. They never felt that before until they sinned and realized that they had sinned against God. They felt depressed and angry. Uh, they felt powerless. They felt rejected. Could you imagine after living so close to God and so connected to God that these emotions didn't really even exist, but now because of sin, they're feeling all these negative emotions in their life. But you know what? The thing you need to understand and the question you need to ask is this, who am I in Christ? Who am I in Christ? Number one, I'm accepted by God. See, when you come to Christ, you're accepted by the Lord. Even though sin separated us, now God accepts us. We become a child of God. That's right. Say that right now. I am 
a child of God. That's right. Declare that, proclaim that. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the rights to become children of God. No matter what you've done in your past, no matter what your sinful past looked like or even the present situation, I want to know that you are a child of God when you accept Jesus Christ. Listen, when you accept Christ, that doesn't make you perfect. That's just taking the right step in the right direction and getting into a process where God can begin to transform your mind, transform your heart, amen. And knowing that you are a child of God and you belong to him brings a blessed assurance that we all really need in our lives. The second thing that happens if you belong to Christ is this, you have access to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not only are you a child of God, but you have access to God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 says, Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Oh, that, that is so encouraging. God gives us access through Christ through the Holy Spirit, because Christ has done this for us. We can now access God. And that is so powerful to know that we're children of God and now we can access God. And listen, in Christ, who are you in Christ? You are complete. That's right. You are complete in Him. Look what Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 has to say. So you also are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are whole. Christ plus nothing. Listen, Christ is more than enough to make you whole and make you complete. Amen. And this scripture just says unifying ourselves to him. Man, that is so powerful because he's head and ruler over all authority. Hallelujah. What an awesome thing to know. And you know, I believe that in Christ, you're also secure. Amen. I am secure in Christ. Say that right now. I am secure in Christ. So I'm accepted by Christ and now I am secure in Christ. What does that mean? Listen, it means that we're free from condemnation. Come on, somebody. We're free from condemnation. Look what Romans chapter 8 verses 1 and 2 says. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Oh, praise the Lord. Listen, you don't have to walk around condemned anymore and confused. You don't have to beat yourself up. Listen, Jesus forgave you. Now you can also forgive yourself. Know that all things will be all right. It's going to be okay. No matter what the circumstances look like, God has you in the palm of his hands. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You might be in the middle of a trial. You might be going through some challenges right now with your family. Uh, you may have people that don't understand what you're trying to do. People that accuse us falsely. I want you to know that it's going to be all right. You'll get to the other side of this and maybe you won't understand right now why you're going through it. But when you get to the other side, you'll look back and go, oh my goodness. Now I know why I had to get through that because that put me where I'm at right now. And this is where exactly where I needed to be. The enemy cannot touch you. That's right. The enemy has no power over you. At the end of the day, the only power the enemy has is the power that you relinquish to him. 
Look what 1 John chapter 5, verse 18 has to say. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. Hallelujah. For God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. Oh, most of the time, what we go through, the battlefield that we go through is in our minds, right? Because we don't understand who we are in Christ and the authority. But according to 1 John 5, 18, it says God holds you securely. He and The evil one cannot touch you. See, the enemy can never do anything to you that God does not allow. And if God allows it, guess what? He's just using him. He's using him to change you, sharpen up some spaces. Come on, sharpen up some areas in our lives, sand off some of the rough edges. So he'll allow the enemy to do certain things, but God's using the enemy, hallelujah, for your good. That's right. It's at the end of the day, it works together for good because we know that God is in total control and the enemy cannot touch you. He has no power over you when you're walking in the spirit, when you're walking in God's presence, because you are secure in Christ. And you know what else you are is this. You are significant as well because God has decided to make you his dwelling place. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys his temple, for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Realize that, man, listen, you can also feel significant because you are his masterpiece, amen? He designed you specifically in a way that makes sense. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Oh man, God prepared you a long time ago, way before you ever showed up. He made a masterpiece, created you perfectly how he wanted you to be right now. So know that you are his masterpiece. You are significant and important because God took time to design you and there's only one you. Come on, somebody. You are chosen. Look what John 15, 16 has to say. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. Not only are you his dwelling place and not only are you his masterpiece, but you're also chosen as well. He pulled you out and said, this is my son, my daughter. And because of that, you have the significance and the acceptance of God. That's good news, y'all. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's not just what he did, it's who he was. We can find significant security. We can feel accepted in him. That's the good news. You don't have to get that from the world. You don't have to get that outside of Christ. Be secure in who God made you. And then walk with your shoulders back, your head up high. Know that you can walk in that authority and that power, amen, in that confidence that God has you. Life, acceptance, security, and significance are all restored in Jesus Christ. It's the original idea. It was original creation. It's what was, was in Adam and Eve when they first came. They had the life and significance, acceptance, and they had all that. But now God restores all those things. Come on, somebody. And that's the good news. So in Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you for your blessings, and we thank you for your love. Amen. Amen. 
Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.